but he knows the way that I take. When he has tested me, I shall come forth as gold. My foot has held fast to his steps. I have kept his way and not turned aside. Hey everybody, this is your girl Golden back here again with another podcast and today there is a real treat. I try my best to really get you to see the ins and outs of who I really am, how much God has changed my life and I do my best to try to encourage as many people as I possibly can. When people think about golden, you know, it's it's that aftermath of the tri- of the trials and the the hurts and the pains and all those things, you know, because I am a fashion designer and I'm also a music artist and yes, I do preach and I can pray and all that and do outreach and we have a ministry called the Fire Ram. People will look on the outside and say, "Oh, she calls herself golden." But they don't really know. And then you see a lot of people also taking on the name Golden. And I'm pretty sure everybody has had a story. I'm pretty sure everybody has a reason for calling themselves Golden. But one thing, the point is, Golden is not just about me. Golden is a people that God is looking for now in this last hour. Golden is a person who has gone through trials and has overcome them without cursing God to his face. Now, when you think about Job, right? Job, the Bible says that he was a righteous man. He was the most noble man in the world at that time. And he did no wrong. And God allowed Satan to tempt him. And what I love about this story is that Job endured so much suffering, so much hardship, so much pain, and he cursed everything but God. <laughs> Job cursed his life, he cursed his the, the, his bed, he cursed his mind, he cursed everything you could possibly think of. You know, he said, curse the day I was born, but at all the hurt and all the pain he was going through, he never cursed God. And that's one thing that really stood out to me. You know, when you think about um, all the times that you could have given up on God, all the times that you could have cursed God and say, man, forget this. You know, people are actually doing that right now. They're selling their souls to the devil because somewhere along the line, they, they have given up somewhere along the line. They have said, man, God doesn't love me. Screw him. He would have never allowed me to go through all of this or had to have these experiences. God has forsaken me. Or have you ever heard somebody say, oh, this is a for God forsaken land. Oh, this is hell on earth. So, you know, they have so many excuses and so many reasons why they curse God to their to his face. And they and they so-called have so many reasons to just give up and let go of faith. And those are the people who are very deceived by the enemy because only if they knew just how much God loves them, if they only knew that weeping endures 
for a night, but joy comes in the morning that God will not put nothing more on you than what you can bear. And God is a God of blessing you double for your trouble. God is also a God who will fight your enemies. He will fight for you. He will, he will not lead you to be ashamed when you're, when you're led into judgment. The Bible says that his throne is founded by righteousness and justice. So God is a God of love and purity. And sometimes he will allow us to go through things to test us, um, not to harm us or to hurt us, but to, to see if he can find someone who is trustworthy and true so that not only that he can bless them, but also that they can bring glory to his name. Not only the God of, of being a God of affliction, but a God of a resurrection. And you know, that's so amazing. It's like, we're okay with knowing that Jesus died with such a harsh death, you know, um, and he suffered. He literally was punched. He was brutalized. His hair was ripped out of his beard. He was dragged. He was spit on. He was cursed at. He had to carry his own weapon. Imagine, imagine you having to carry the own your the own weapon your the own the the very weapon that you're about to be murdered on. Okay, and not only that nails were hammered into both of his hands nails were hammered into his both of his feet he was also pierced with a spear at his side and he had all the power to literally tear it all up you feel me but he didn't do that and so you know we'd be like oh thank you jesus you died for my sin oh lord you're worthy hallelujah but when but and we all like to read first. No, we like to read John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes him in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. We love to say that. And we some of us, we say it with almost a cliche like, oh, I'm saved. Oh, I know God for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son for me. So I'm, I know I'm saved. Right. But then when you take a look at first John chapter chapter 316 it says those who what love the lord will lay their lives down for the brother and hold on now let me let me um let me go to that because i cannot absolutely cannot misquote that because this is so important and we don't realize that the same way jesus christ laid his life down we are called to lay our life down for someone else so just keep following me i'm going somewhere with this yeah in 1 John 3.16, it says, By this we know love, because he laid his life down for us, and we also ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. So why is that so important? And it's because here it is, you know, we, we have become a society, and I, I'm a very observant person, and I look and watch 
um, just how we move as a society. You know, of course, we we no one wants to suffer. You know, we're a feel good society. So easy. Our feelings and now are so easily heard. Um, everything is literally almost flagged or banned or whatever. When Just for having an opinion or just for, you know, speaking your mind, being your own individual person, you know, um, and so why am I saying that is because it's like, you know, we're, we like to feel good. We, we have become a mo a microwave society. And so when it, when, and we only want to accept good from God. And so when we say that, so when God is leading you, for example, people think that God will only lead you into feeling good. God will only lead you into prosperity. God will only lead you to, um, joy. God will only lead you to blessing, but I come here to tell you as a witness of my own life and the things that I have been through that God will not only just lead you to financial blessing, open doors, even though he does, um, he will not only lead you to all these wonderful things that we pray constantly about or lead you to your husband or lead you to that new business idea. God can God is known also to lead you to a cross. And I used Job in the beginning for a reason. And that is why, you know, God has called me golden and he's calling a people who are who's willing to go through the fire. He's calling his golden people that is willing to go through the fire, that is willing to walk through the fire in character, walk through the fire, you know, become stronger, get anointed, you know, tear down these principalities and powers that are now ruling in the airways, you know, ruling over the movies and the and the, the music arena and all the things that bother you, all the things that makes you sad, like God wants you to send you hallelujah to change that environment but first he will send you to a cross he will send you to a wilderness so that you can be birthed out because what happens to gold um when it's placed under fire it begins to purify it begins to to be its best self hallelujah and it, and when when you are going through this 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 purification process, you, you, there's a level of purity and that purity not only blesses you, open doors for you, um, gives you the power to break chains off of someone else, but then it causes God to be glorified. Now, we just mentioned how Job was a righteous man. He did no wrong. God loved him, but he allowed Satan to afflict him. If you don't notice, uh, Job was afflicted with boils he lost his children all his children has died you know his wife heart started to turn against him he lost all his money he lost his house and before you know it even the people that you know his friends that were his quote-unquote friends they they felt like oh you went through all this oh god must be against you and that's also wrong you know you and many of you out there you can't judge people based on what they have whether if they're close to God or not, because God glorifies himself in many ways. And 
you know, the Bible tells us not to judge, but his friends show did judge him, child. And God say that he, they, he saw that as wickedness. So here it is. You've been knowing this man for God knows how long Job lived. And that one time you saw him at a, at a low place in his life, you automatically thought that he had did a sin to, um, for him to be going through what he's, he was going through. So not to ramble on, I just wanted to just say this, this is the most important thing. And I want you to open your Bible. If you have the opportunity, I want you to open your Bible to Matthews chapter four. And why am I saying this is because you you, you will not have longevity in Christianity if you don't understand this thing, some people, they, they get angry with God. They get mad with God. They want to, they, you know, they want to give up on God and they, and because they may feel like, Oh, my promises didn't come to pass. Oh, oh I was believing for this and all I've gotten was hardship and hurt or whatever, you know, and we get these you know, false prophets that come to us and tell us, God going to sow this hundred dollars right now. And God is going to give you a miracle. Get this miracle right now. You know, we, we do all that. Right. But check this out, y'all. Matthew chapter four, starting at verse one, it says, then Jesus was led. Jesus was led where? By the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. I'm going to read that again. Then Jesus was led by the spirit into the who? Into riches, into, into wealth, into happiness, into joy. Nope. Jesus was led into a wilderness. What is a wilderness? It was a, a wilderness is a dry place. A wilderness is a miserable place. A wilderness is a, a, a place of suffering. And the Bible says that to be tempted by the devil. Now, are you in a, a time of your life where you feel like you're in a dry place, a place of suffering, a place of loneliness, a place of affliction, and you're being tempted by the devil left and right? Now watch this. And then the Bible says in verse two, and when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights after he was hungry. Now, when the tempter came to him, he said, if you are the son of God, command that these stones become bread. So let's take a look at this. So here it is. While Jesus is suffering, while he's being tempted by the devil, he's also suffering because he decided to fast 40 days and 40 nights. And he, the Bible says that afterwards he was very hungry. So I advise you, if you are in a place of tremendous suffering, if you are in a place of wilderness, if you are in a place of loneliness, if you are being tempted by the devil, you must you absolutely must to survive, to go to this next level, to be filled with the spirit, to be filled with strength. You should be fasting. Let's go to verse three. Now, when the tempter came to him, he said, if you are the son of God, command these stones to become bread. So the devil, let me tell you something. His greatest power is deception. He fooled the ruler of this world, which was Adam and Eve, and lied to them 
so that they would die. Now, remember, God put Adam and Eve in this world. He, they, he gave them dominion. He gave them eternity, uh, eternal paradise. And this snake was so slick. He talked them out of the very gift and promise that God has given them. And the, the, the main thing was the dominion. So the first thing that Satan did when he tempted Jesus, he said, if you are the son of God, command these stones to become bread. So first of all, if you are in a wilderness experience and you're going through your purification process and you are being washed by God and purified by the Holy Spirit, the first thing that the enemy wants to do and will do, he will, he will test you to see if you know who you are in God. He will test you to see if you know your identity. And here it is, Jesus, come on now, he's the son of God and he still had a nerve to ask him, Was you, are you the son of God? <laughs> Verse four, and but he answered and said, it is written, man shall not eat by bread alone, but by the every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him up into the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to them, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down for it is written. He shall give his angels charge over you and in their hands, they shall bear you up lest you dash your foot against a stone. So this is another thing. When you are in a, a place of suffering, the devil will try to come to you with deception. Try to make to try to have quote scriptures to you, make you sound, make it sound holy. And sometimes he'll come through your friends, come through experiences and introduce things to you that may look good, that may taste good, that may smell good. And he will have used the things of God to try to make it look like it's a good thing. And it's actually a form of deception. So that's why the Bible says study to show thyself approved unto God. And another thing here, if you don't really know the scripture, the, uh, when he said for it is written, he shall give his angels charge over you and in their hands, they shall bear you up. That's actually in Psalms 91. So here go the devil. He's, t he's, he is literally <laughs> speaking the word to Jesus to try to tempt him to throw himself down and commit suicide because he was suffering so much. One thing you have to understand that there is a spiritual warfare going on. And you're the first, you're the first partaker of this spiritual warfare. And I know you have experience. That your flesh is warring against your spirit. Your spirit wants good. Your flesh wants bad. Let's let's be real now. Okay. And then you also have to understand that there are three people talking to you. And some people, they don't know how to uh, be able to distinguish the voice, the voices um, sometimes, of course, just in your subconsciousness, you hear yourself talking to you. You hear your voice talking, you hear your voice of your voice reasoning. And then at times 
you will hear the Holy Spirit talking to you. Um, that's your voice of reason. That is your voice of conviction. That is the voice of, uh, the uncomfortable, uncomfortable feeling you get when you doing something wrong. Think about it. It, When we do wrong, naturally, when we do wrong, if we, if there was, you know, we don't really wouldn't, we wouldn't really know if it's wrong until there's a level of conviction that we get. And where does that conviction goes, uh, comes from? It comes from the spirit of God. Think about it. You say, let's, let me just share something real lighthearted with you. You say, you know what? I'm going to go on a diet this week. I'm going to work out and I'm going to be healthy and I am not going to do this anymore. I I put my foot down and the next day you hear a voice say, well, you do have that soda pop up in the refrigerator. You know what I'm saying? And you got that hamburger up in there. You about to flip you up some tacos real quick. You know what I'm saying? And you sit in there with your salad you know, feeling good and healthy and, and all energized, but something in you said, go and get that soda pop and fry you up, you some tacos. Who you think talking to you, you, your, your, yourself, you, I mean, the Holy Spirit, yourself or the devil, that is your flesh. And tell that flesh, flesh to rest. (laughs) But here's another example. Someone crosses you. Somebody betrays you. You have the option to forgive them. You have the option to hurt them, betray them back, kill them, hurt them, beat them up, whatever. If you hear something in your heart that wants to kill somebody, hurt somebody, betray somebody, that's the devil talking to you. But it sounds so when you don't have the Holy Spirit and you don't know the word of God, it can sound so similar to where you think it's your thought. And so that's why we need to study the word. We need to get filled with the Holy Spirit so we will be able to fully distinguish our thoughts. Last last example. Have you ever just didn't like somebody and you didn't know why? You don't have a reason in the world not to to like this person, but you don't like them. Nine times out of ten. That's the devil, because that person has something inside of them that you need. And that devil is trying to keep you as far away from them as possible so you can stay bound. We only have a few good uh, ordained relationships that God gives us in this world. And you can be missing out on your ordained relationship, your ordained blessing, but Satan got you hating those people so much, so bad. And all you doing is carrying bitterness. And this person is walking free and happy without a care in the world, not even knowing that you hate them so much, but we need to all get it together and not allow the enemy to steal from us. So as you continue to read on this text, I don't want to hold you for too long. As you continue to read this text, you can see clearly that the Holy Spirit that just didn't lead Jesus into plush, blessed, open doors, favor, um, 
uh, word affirmation and all this manifestation nowadays, what everyone is talking about and all these things that we experience God doing for us. He did not only lead. I gave you someone in scripture that he led into a place, a time of suffering. I gave you also my example. Um, many of you, if you follow my podcast, you know, I've been through many, many things and even some things that I have yet to share. All those stories are coming soon. It is coming shortly. Um, you know, but you know, sometimes you got to spoon feed people because you tell somebody your whole story. They're going to be like, girl, how how are you alive? (laughs) How did you, who are you? You know? So I got sometimes got spoon feed y'all because sometimes, you know, I just, I just say this. I want people to know that yes, there is a people right now that's willing to give their whole lives to God, that's willing to suffer for God, that's willing to be ridiculed for God, persecuted for God, be made ashamed for God, die for God, for all the things that he, he's done for them, um, how because of how he delivered them, because of how he have shown um himself to them. And, you know, I can tell you so many times how many times I've been persecuted for God, hated for God, you know, lied on for God, you know, I mean, suffering not for a week, not for a few days, not for months, how I've suffered for many, many, many years to the glory of God. And, you know, I couldn't do it in myself. It's that Holy Spirit. It's that it's that purifying fire that gives us the strength to carry the anointing. And God is calling you. He's calling you to say yes. He's calling you to let you understand. No, it's not the devil. It is him leading you into a place of sanctification, leading you into a place of consecration. And yes, he wants to lead you and has led you into many blessing, favor, open doors. But now he's leading you to a cross. That cross is going to prepare you for his glory. That cross is going to prepare you to stand in this evil time. That cross is going to make sure that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. That refiner's fire, that purification is going to cause you to deliver people out of misery, out of sin, out of darkness. His, the refiner's fire is going to give you a story to tell. His, the refiner's fire breaks chains in Jesus name. And so God is calling you. And if you're not saving, you're hearing this message for the first time. The Bible says in Romans 10, 9, that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is the Lord, he died and he rose again, then you will be saved. And that is just the first step. Once you confess with your mouth, you believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord and that he died and he rose on the third day, and I'm just paraphrasing it. Now you have to carry your cross. Now you have to let go of the old things and receive the new things. And please don't forget, 
Yes, Jesus died and he suffered, but he rose again. And now he's seated at the right hand side of God. Now he is in eternal blessing, eternal paradise, eternal joy, eternal peace. And this is why we allow God to afflict us and take us through things because he's making us a better us. He's changing us. He's he's put into death some of the things that makes us cry at night. He's put into death some of the things that bring shame to us. He's put in to death some things that could have led us in prison, led us with STDs, led us with unwanted pregnancies, led us almost to be about to lose our minds, but not to resurrect some things, to resurrect some joy, to resurrect some power, to resurrect some anointing, to resurrect some glory, to resurrect a prayer life, uh, to resurrect the salvation of your family. So let's get anointed. Let's not be afraid of the fire and let us embrace it.